are listening We can't believe we're still doing this We can't believe how much money we spend on time How much money Hello and welcome to Youth Hockey Podcast, Episode 5. Uh, we just keep on chugging down this road. Uh, if you are 5-0 and oh, uh, in Episode 5, and I feel like, I'm not sure, Lance, what would you say our record is here at the podcast? All time or this, this season? No, no, this season. This season. We, you know, we've had five casts. Uh, what, yeah, where we're 5-0. 5-0. and, oh. five and oh. We haven't Blowouts. even finished this one. <laughs> wow. Oh, Dave, you cannot be that optimistic, can you? <laughs> Lance is saying that uh, basically we're running the clock on everybody. We're not hardly even getting a season in at this point. Yeah, no. I, but Every no, game's, I, every game's uh, after the first period. It's a running clock. I uh, I didn't know that you could have a running clock in the second. I thought it was only the third, but that tells you, by the way, that's a great uh, setup for Lance's topic in just about five minutes, guys. So circle back to that. That's you how know. good we are. We're that's exactly right. Clock. Rules that you don't know in hockey. Anyway, uh, I have a question uh, from uh, the Youth Hockey Podcast uh, um, uh, Gmail account, and uh, I wanted to hit you guys with it and see uh, what you guys had to say. Um, if your double A team does not make, uh, now in California, uh, you are a double A team, uh, by name only, and you have to still play your way into the league. The top 12 teams stay in the league. And then sometimes the bottom five to seven teams will just, uh, not be included anymore in the tier two hockey process. So if you don't make it by plans, you are, re uh, relegated, uh, and you are left a little bit outside of the system for the rest of the season. Um, uh, that happened to, uh, the club that, uh, we are, we're part of right now last year, they were the last, they, they played double overtime, I guess, uh, to get in and they lost. So they were the, the last place was given to the team that won. Uh, uh and so that was, I guess, uh, quite a, uh, quite a uh, nail biter, but, uh, it didn't work out. Uh, anyway, so, uh, what he's asking is if you should buy your LOI out, and go to another team so that your kid can actually play meaningful hockey. Um, now, he did not say whether this was going to be Bantam or Pee Wee or, and because that would be the first question I asked, um, you know, is this a really meaningful year for your kid? Um, uh, if it's Pee Wee, uh, I, I can't imagine uh, buying out an LOI and going somewhere else. Uh, if it's Bantam or 16s and you really feel like, you know, you need your kid to be hyper competitive, I, you know, not hyper. I, I don't want to sound uh, like a, like I'm, like I'm undercutting his point here. If, if you feel like your kid really needs to be put in the position uh, to, to excel uh, and he has to be pressured. Uh, I don't know. I, if you, if you have it um, yeah, the LOI, if you can go to another team, I, 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 I don't know, but uh, coach uh, Lance, do you know, uh, first of all, if this is, uh, if this is something you can do, uh, and second of all, if, uh, if you would do it, if the, if the case is, uh, uh, that, that, that you honestly can buy your way out and go to another team, because a lot of people shift teams. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, my, my response would be is that I just don't think the decision should be predicated on the status of your, of your current team. If they're going to be in the top half, the lower half, I mean, the first question I ask is, is, is where, where does your your player fit into the grand scheme of things. I mean, if your player is, is just completely outclasses everybody on his team and the team is really 
uh, he needs to be challenged uh, playing, at, you know, with a, with a higher uh, level group of kids. That's where you should make your decision. You know, that's I mean, a great point, Lance. That's a great point. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if your kid's the worst guy in the team, but he's not going to make that top tier, well, he's probably in the place he needs to be anyway. And I wouldn't abandon it and go play on a team where your kid's going to basically subsidize all the guys that are playing. Coach, you have anything on this one? Yeah, well, um, the uh, I mean, I'm sure there's a, a lot of people outside of California that are listening to this and going, what is that system that you guys are even having out there? That sounds like the stupidest thing ever. Yeah, and for and, those people, they'd be right. I'm they'd be right. You. Yeah, yeah, we're all it's, we're it's all ridiculous. California people. Yeah, yeah. The the uh, I the I once remarked and said, uh, yeah, this is uh, the Kaha's version of the Hunger Games, uh, <laughs> where we make uh, teams play a bunch of games and then like mid season just say, nah, you're you're not actually playing for anything anymore. You're not good enough, so we're cutting you off, which is just ridiculous in my opinion to do to a bunch of families and kids that paid money for you know. Like, like they're supposed to know. Yeah, it's like, how dare you not have a team that was one of the top eight best teams in the whole state in in Double A? Like, it's atrocious. But uh, and and it's so inconsistent because not every age group and division even has this. But anyway, um, well, and just, there's two conferences, and if you're in the wrong conference this year, I've seen one of the conferences is really strong, and one of the conferences is like you could walk in with like uh with you know like with uh, uh you know. yeah raleigh you playing today at your age could walk right into that league yeah um well yeah. i doubt that but if i'm that's, just saying if that's I'm true saying. that is staying it's pretty bad so yes. um i yeah i mean i mean that's the other thing you have these like these kind of unfair situations where like you're saying you know there's one division which has got you know four four teams that are probably the one through four teams and then the other division has nobody really that's a competitor. And meanwhile, you know, a bunch of those teams are going to make it in and maybe a, a pretty good team that's uh, more in between doesn't make it because they're just in the wrong, co- in the wrong conference, I guess. It's, you know, it's just a lot of that stuff. But um, I, I, I do know the rules uh, about a lot of this stuff. So just real quickly. Um, and I, I'm, you know, I don't know how much this stuff happens outside of uh, California, but at least in California, if you're you, okay, so the, the first thing you, you want to ask yourself is like, when are you making this decision? I believe in most cases, it's it's like the decision has to be made before Christmas, because what you don't want to do is try and move to a different team that is uh, it, that where your kid's ineligible to play in the playoffs. Should that team that he joins, he or she joins is uh, is going to take them on. Um, so there's a cutoff date, and it, it tends to be in, around uh, beginning of December, where any decision you might make needs to be made. After that, your kid could join the team, and you could buy them out, but they're, you know, they're just on the team, and they can't, they're not eligible to play in the playoffs. So um, the the other thing about it is, if your kid's moving up a level or down a level, you absolutely can be let out of your contract. So. If yeah, you, you don't have like, to pay to get out of it either. Uh, well, I know actually I think the oh, paying you do? Okay, I the didn't paying know. is you're going to have to pay to get out in most cases. I don't know. Uh, they don't want people to, you know, sign on to a team. I mean, th- this I actually feel I, is understandable and makes sense. I mean, if your kid was put on a team, there might have been another kid who wanted to be on that team and didn't get the spot. So 
Uh, they don't want people to go, yeah, well, my kid ended up uh, and he's and I don't like the coach and he's not getting his play time now. So I'm just going to drop off this team. Uh, well, that other kid that really wanted to be on the team didn't get on because your kid did. And now the club's out, you know, a spot. So they don't want to like encourage that or give people that option. And to me, that seems fair. You know, you're signing, you're sort of in, you know, you're you're making your commitment there. So you're going to have to pay the money to get out uh, pretty much in every situation. Um, so again, that's, that's also something to be aware of. Like the, the, I, I have heard of clubs where, I, I mean, I've heard of situations where players uh, where the, the family didn't have a lot of money and the player wanted to go to a different team. This even occurred on a team that we were on where there was a kid who uh, had come onto this team that we were on, wasn't, wasn't happy with the situation, wanted to go back to the other team that he'd, played on his whole sort of career. They were like, come on back. I don't even know if he was current on his payments. And the everybody just said in that situation, like the club said, okay, I don't think they ever got the rest of his money. So, uh, you know, I get, I think it's situational, but at least to the letter of the law, what Kaha says, you're going to have to pay to get out. And, uh, but it, so if you want to do that, um, here's the thing to go, it, within that level that you're playing at to go like from one double a team to another double a team you uh if the t if the club wants to prevent you from making that lateral move they can do that now i don't know about this this thing that you're talking about which is only started happening i guess in the last couple of years and luckily we are not <laughs> under the thumb of that uh, anymore so i I don't know if there's a stick because it seems like, you know, it seems awfully unfair, but something tells me that knowing Kaha, they probably still don't allow it. So it's going to be a thing where you might have to get a release from your club, even after paying the, the money at, you know, the money to get out. Now I've never, I, I will say, I've never seen a situation where a club full out straight up blocked a kid for moving laterally when they paid their, their, um, their fee. But again, you're talking about people paying an entire fee for the entire year up front and then paying the rest of the fee to the club they go to. So this well, is and this is people with a lot of money. Well, and also brings up the idea that you are going to leave that club behind. Uh, and all those kids, uh, the relationships, you know, sometimes that's important too. If your kid really fits in on a team uh, and he likes the kids a lot, I don't think it matters, or he likes the coach, or you like the next coach you would get from that team. You know, uh, uh, if you are uh, leaving a team, it probably means you're not going to play there again. It doesn't, you know, I'm not saying that they like freeze you out or whatever, but they're not going to treat you very well after you've treated them. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know how you feel about this, Lance, but I, though, I think once you leave a club like that, it's very hard to come back. So I would, I would consider the, the time you've spent as well uh, and decide whether or not the club, uh, you know, is someplace that you really feel at home at. If you really feel at home, uh, uh, you know, swallowing one extra year uh, playing with a coach you like and kids you like and not playing meaningful games, you know, none of them are that meaningful. I mean, nobody remembers who was the peewee double A, you know, winner in 2007 nobody remembers that kind of stuff so you know i'm sure the kids do but you know it's not a big deal uh um it's not as big of a deal as as parents sometimes i believe uh um kind of uh 
believe it to be in the, in their minds. But you're right. You know, you leave under certain circumstances, and they're probably going to be leery of ever signing you again. Yeah, and and also you will you you will just be, uh, you know, you you'll just have a hard time um, with with all those people that that uh, that that didn't uh, you know leave and stuff like you know. There's a lot of uh, time and and uh, and effort spent getting your kid uh, to a certain level, and and if you take out an entire club like that, sometimes it can be felt further further down the road. Um, I don't think it should be. By the way, I, I think honestly, if you pay your way out, you, you know, you should be able to come back the next year and be fine. However, uh, I do know human nature uh, to a certain extent, and I've seen it to a certain extent, and um, and the kids uh, don't always uh, accept it. They, you know. I remember that same kid that Raleigh was talking about. Uh, I he left, and I thought it was just okay. You know, the kid had to leave. The entire team was like they were they were they were not nice uh, about the fact that he had left. Uh, you know, the kids in the locker room. Uh, you, you, I heard things about like you know, uh, well, you know, like uh, that that uh, they they thought that they'd been a little bit. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, I they they were not very happy that that kid uh, uh, bolted. Yeah, well, this happened a couple times. I, there was one situation which I found very, very amusing where, so this thing happened where the, there was a kid that dropped off the team and the team was really playing well. And uh, there was a number of issues with a few different people where it was really bad parent behavior, in my opinion. But uh, anyway, this I don't think it was the kid, but for whatever reason, the parents just dropped him off the team. And this is like late in the season. So the other kids, um, they decided to, every game they would, um, you know, it's like the thing that kids do where uh, teams do where like if a kid gets injured or, or, you know, I hate to even say this, like something really tragic happens and, and, you know, a kid dies, like there's been situations where like an entire league would put, put the kid's number or name on a patch Uh, that happened uh, here local in SoCal. Um, so anyway, Coach, what, you just went super dark, by the way. Well, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm super to understand dark. what these kids did. I know, they, they I know what you're talking about. Themselves. I know, they, but yeah, they took, is, they took this ahead. kid's number and they put it on a little piece of tape and they would stick it up on the wall. And then it was <laughs> go out, they would all touch the number. Oh, and this is going on. And man, once they started doing that, the team went bonkers. They beat a team that they had struggled with all year. They were playing incredible hockey. Uh, kind of ran the table, you know, to get into the playoffs. And the coach, the coaches made them stop doing it, which I always thought was a, was a terrible mistake. It was oh. like, they came up with this themselves, let them have their little thing. They're passive aggressively kind of getting their, their anger out at this kid for dropping off the team and let them, let them have it. Oh, they stopped man. him from doing it. I forgot it, about that. Coach. But man, that, it was funny when it was happening. Was, I remember when I first saw oh. it, I was like, what's that? What's going on there? And they're like, yep, it's it's uh, the memorial to this kid. <laughs> oh, God. That is pretty funny. Oh, it was very is... funny. Anyway. What is nasty and funny together? Is there a word? I'm guessing it's probably a word from like the Nordic nasty? cultures. Yeah, yeah. something. That's really... Well, and also you recall there was a couple teams from a particular uh, geographic region. These kids had been playing together since they were like little. And yeah. those kids really, they were, one of them was the one that I think started it. And man, yeah, like as personally as, other people took it. They took it super personally because this is like their buddy that they played with yeah, every no. year. He's like, why? How, how could he? How could he do this to us? Anyway. Yeah, I remember. I remember well. 
Well, uh, let me press on into uh, Lance's topic this week, and it's going to be uh, penalties that are not easy to uh, understand and that uh, are often misunderstood. Uh, uh, I, I, I just this weekend, uh, there was a, a penalty, uh, and I'll, I'll describe it later, but the entire, uh, everyone in the stands at this uh, 10-year-old game was screaming at the refs, saying they'd gotten it wrong. Uh, they'd actually gotten it right. Uh, so Lance, uh, why don't you go ahead and take this one? Well, that's the, that's the only one I have is your story. So. Oh, I thought you had more than that, my friend. No, no. Mine was, uh, remember, mine is the, uh, well, it's kind of along the same lines. What is for us to discuss some of the goofiest or craziest penalties you've ever seen? But uh, I'll start with that because for me, on, at the top of my list of craziest penalties is, uh, and I'm going to say that I believe this was a squirt A game that we were involved with, my kids played on. And the other team was delayed. Maybe they were trying to play uh, mental games on us, uh, but they didn't come out of the locker room. And, and uh, you know, the horn had beeped a few times to try to get him out. Finally, uh, they sent one of the referees to, to go get the team. So while everyone's waiting for the game to start, uh, players in our team got off the bench and started to skate circles because they they were getting uh you know they were cooling down and they wanted to stay warm and the other team confronted the referees and the referees agreed to call a two-minute penalty on us for warming up too early that i guess both teams had to had to be on the ice at the same time to uh to proceed with the warm-ups and we violated that and i remember our coach was going crazy but you i want to know you know how they ha- they always have like hand gestures for a lot of them i wonder what the hand gesture for warming up too early is i think the referee did like a mime walking against <laughs> the wind. is that it yeah because i would love to you know I, I that it would fascinate me like what would be that you know it's like i know what hooking is i know what roughing is i've seen it what is warming up too early uh, ah, I'm fascinated now. Well, you're not, I mean, to the, to the letter of the law, you're not allowed to do this, but how often do you see it where, uh, so the, the teams are not even supposed to be out on the ice skating or warming up at all until the refs come out. Um, and so, uh, you know, you'll see like the kids are sort of stretching and stuff. And depending on the league and the, you know, the people I I've rarely, you know, I've rarely seen that happen in between periods, but uh, I mean, it is, it is a rule. Like you're not supposed to be doing anything until the reps come out and blow the whistle and allow it to happen. And in the second period, if there's an ice cut, you're not supposed to warm up at all. When you come out of locker room, it's supposed to be, you know, come on, get onto the bench, uh, assemble at center ice and the whistle gets blown. The game gets, gets underway. So I guess that is that's something like that, right, Lance? That happened there. Exactly. Well, fantastic. Yeah. Now, by the way, uh, I want to go ahead. Well, no, I, I don't want to cut you off because it's your. Well, go cool, because I have a, I have a goofy rule number two. I just all right. Uh, um, I was bit. just going to say, do you remember, uh, RJ? Do you remember? Um, so we played at a rink which had a um, like a, a what would you say a one third size rink or two third size rink. Are we yeah. talking KHS? No, 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 no. I'm talking about uh, our home rink. 
Oh had, yeah. Had, yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> the coach had a propensity, especially in like tournaments, to take advantage of that rink and have the kids go out beforehand yep. and like get a get a warm up, a skate in. And man, we played some other teams, and boy, were the parents angry. They were how could you believe they do that in their home rink? They're out there getting their getting a warm up in, and they were so bitter about that. And uh, you know, to be honest, it was kind of unfair. Like uh, they were getting a little extra warm up time in on a, on a rink that these other teams didn't have access to, and we did because it's our home rink. So anyway, yeah, that was pretty dicey. I remember that. I think we <laughs> lost that game. If it make anyone feel any better out there in hockey land, I think we lost that game. So um, you know, uh, you, you don't you don't yeah, always prosper. Yeah, and everybody was like, hmm, they deserve to lose. <laughs> <laughs> and they were probably right. Yeah, they're probably right. Uh, that that uh, you know, getting in uh, uh, something like that, it, it, it's probably not the best thing to do. But uh, you know, uh, there are probably more shenanigans that go on. In, by the way, uh, hockey shenanigans in order to get other people. I, I, you know, you hear about like uh, coaches that always paint the locker room of the visiting team like the day that they're showing up in like real real leagues like NHL and things like that. Oh yeah, I had to paint the paint the locker room. So like all these guys get in there and there's fumes of of paint. Uh, that they have to breathe in before the game. I bet there's more gamesmanship going on at the upper levels uh, than than a pond skate before a game. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, have you guys ever seen a situation in a game where the coaches just really lost it and you saw some real bad, you know, coach-on-coach coach lack of sportsmanship and maybe even – some threatening yelling anything like that oh you remember when our coach uh uh coach dave was like yelling at this uh this ref you you're just making it up now i remember they had, like yeah. three guys in the box yeah and i was he, on the bench for that so, so was yeah. uh so was our good friend brian the former ahl coach Ooh, and nice. the funniest thing is before that game see i didn't know the ref i still but, remember you're just making it up we yeah, can all no, hear it, it. <laughs> Uh, Dave and, and Brian knew this guy really well. So they were, ch so they were chatting and I'm thinking to myself, Oh, wow, these guys are buddies. Like this is, this is great. You know, no. then the game started and man, he's just started giving us penalty after penalty. And then, yeah, you're right. The coach was like, uh, and I also think, uh, I can't remember. There's something that he said, something like, you know, uh, really like one of those. And that was the game. I, I, what did he give him like three unsportsmanlike uh, penalties on the bench? So every time we get a penalty, like if they said anything, the guy would just throw another another unsportsmanlike on the coach. And we had and I've never seen it three times where we had a, you know, should have been a five on four and ended up being a five on three because our coach was penalized because he said something to the ref that supposedly they all knew each other and were friends. So anyway. I do not want to be at that uh, at that buddy-buddy uh, uh, beer uh, game. Uh, I'm sorry, beer league game afterwards, because I'm telling you, uh, that our coach would have thrown a check on that kid. Uh, he he did not like him by the end of that game. No, no, there no. was not a lot of, not a lot of camaraderie there or mutual no. respect being I, shown. I did have a uh, a, a, a rule uh, uh, that, uh, that people were, like I said, uh, really freaking out about today, and people uh, just didn't understand it. There were four on four. Uh, coach and uh, Lance, uh, 10 year old game. Uh, they're playing four on four, both have penalties up. One of the teams scores, uh, and the, the refs call four on four. Now, the team that got scored on is beside themselves, they're screaming, No, it's five on four now, it's five on four. We had a goal score, so they're screaming at the refs and they keep on yelling as the pucks dropped and everything like it. 
And they didn't understand that when it's four on four, the penalty does not get taken down uh, because you both are serving a penalty at the same time. Right. It's uh, even strength. And they, that's right. It's even strength. And they were livid and they, they thought that they were, that there was a huge injustice, but I guess uh, um, uh, eventually uh, someone like filtered through, uh, but, but they were really angry uh, uh, and it went on for quite a while uh, because they didn't understand the rule uh, um, uh, about, t- you know, of course, if there's a penalty and your team scores and there's just one penalty, the penalty comes off the board. They yeah, did I not... love it when people don't understand the rules of the game. And... Right. That was what that they're, was they're one... convinced. Every, they they yes. got some insight. That oh, no they were has. righteously. Oh, they were so righteously angry. Uh, they they were. Be... And by the way, seven to one. Okay, this was not a close game. It was not a game where you were like going, oh, my God, if only they get that penalty taken off, they're back in it. They weren't. They were they were not even close. Uh, and so that kind of thing, I think this is a public service. If you uh, uh, are, are on that kind of team, just, just, just quietly go through them and go, no, 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 it's okay. That's exactly right. That's the rule. That's the rule. Um, and, and that was my, uh, that was what I was talking to Lance about before, before we started podcasting, uh, that kind of got this, uh, whole penalty thing. There are penalties that people don't understand. Uh, and, and, uh, that was one of them. Um, you know, I don't... one of the biggest rules that people don't understand, I think, especially people like those who are probably new to the sport. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, it's, you, they and don't we're not understand. making fun of them either. This right. is just something you need to know. So you don't let, you know, scream at a ref, scream at a ref for good reasons, please people. Exactly. The, uh, the other rule that seems to confuse, I, th- I guess there's two rules. It, 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 the icing rule, I think confuses new people and offsides and with the touch up. Oh yeah. They're both gone. Right. right? Unless you're in juniors, they're both gone. You can't no. also. Well, can't... no, uh, 18U allows uh, touch up, touch up offsides, which I got to say. So my kids okay. playing 18U this year, played 16U last year. Oh, God. It was so, it was such a great return to, to oh, normalcy. That's nice. Yeah. That's nice. I, I, last year just drove me absolutely insane watching the games. So, yeah, 18U, they, they have it. Oh. And, and, and icing, and, and you're able to ice the puck as well. Yeah, oh, I mean, Randy, you're saying that if you ice the puck in in youth league now, they don't blow the whistle. You keep playing. No, they no. They, they blow the whistle even on. They a do. They do. Like, uh, there's no touch up offsides, Lance. Like you, you, you missed this. They changed the rule. I think last year. So, like, we're talking 16 U AAA. You got like the, it's a little chip, you know, puck, and the the guys like one step over, no one touches it. It goes to their defenseman, and they blow the whistle. There's oh, no, yeah, that, there's no touch up offsides, and you and you also cannot ice the puck when you are killing a penalty. It's immediately blown dead if you ice it. Yeah, that those are two crazy rules, boy. Yeah, but, and, but you can see, like people still, um, people don't yell about that one anymore uh, in in most of the rinks. Uh, you know, if if you're completely new to the sport, you're like, why can't you ice it again? But, uh, you know, there are a couple out there that they still people really don't, uh, you know, they'll, they'll, you know, the five minute major, I had somebody that was like, just, you know, once somebody scored on a five minute major, they really expected that penalty to come off. Uh, and I was like, uh, I was like, oh, I, I don't think it does. Yeah, you you know what I mean? You know, I they mean, don't I, understand what a major penalty is. They don't yeah, understand I tried to, that, that you I, can score 
five goals and it's not coming off. Yeah. I tried to walk that line. I was like, Ooh, I don't think so. That, that, that was one where at least they weren't yelling, you know, it was just a small thing. You know, uh, it was a brief discussion uh, with a kid from, or with a parent from the other team. I was like, no. Have you, have you noticed that there's a, um, I would think a high degree of correlation between the universe of people that get, get crazy about these type of things that they don't understand the rules and the universe of people that have never seen a legitimate penalty called on their team <laughs> and especially their own kid. They've yeah. never seen that all season. Yeah, and yet no. the other team, it commits no end to the to penalties. There are they, they're constantly committing no, penalties that are not involved. There are atrocities going on for the other team. <laughs> there are there, uh, there was, we were on a girls, uh, the, my, my daughter played a triple A weekend and um, man, uh, you know, this girl had the puck and they called a roughing penalty on her with the puck because she was, you know, she had the, the lane in front of her, but she just ran over this kid. Right. And the kid was, you know, blocking her. Uh, but, uh, you know, oh, my God. Oh, they were so mad. Uh, Everyone's like, she has the puck. She cannot rough the person. And uh, I was like, you know, I, you get to call what you want to call. But uh, there are some there are some kind of dicey calls out there. And this goes back <laughs> to Lance's. What's one of the weirdest? This was one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. You know, you've got the puck. She's going up. This girl cuts in front of her and just gets run over. Uh, and and uh, she was much bigger than the girl. I get it. But you know she did put herself in harm's way right they called they called the big girl uh who who had the puck uh you know she was still skating with the puck by the way she ran over and kept going and they all sudden tweet and we're like oh my god i well i i hate to say but uh it isn't a penalty it's you can't be penalized for running over another player who's attempt attempting to defend against you. Right. Exactly. She was trying Uh, to, that is not a penalty. So I I can't say that uh, they're wrong, but you know, I don't know what they actually called. Well, Um, they called roughing. Uh, They called roughing. And I I do kind of understand, um, you know, in, in in this, uh, you know, we have to be very considerate of, you know, like you don't want anybody to get hurt in, in 12 year old hockey. And I, I, I almost understand it. But isn't that, isn't that, big kid ran over smaller kid penalty is it you know we've all seen it yeah. uh that's that's what that is. unwritten I mean, rule I mean, unwritten like, rule of hockey we forgot about no that one rule in big, hockey no, that you must rule unwritten rule big um, kid gets uh calls uh yeah, little kids get gets uh gets up there's no rule in hockey that states that oh you have the puck well you have to give right of way to another player I will say with the only exception being at, at, at the goal, you can't run over the goal, but no, otherwise no, that wasn't, that wasn't you can just skate right up and, uh, nope. you know, this is right out of the mighty ducks. I believe <laughs> like the big kid just skates up and everybody bounces off him like a pinball. Like, uh, right. yeah, it's just not a penalty. I'm sorry. So that, that right. was, it was called and there was, there were, there was some discussion about it. Uh, do you have any other uh, uh, really uh, che- like weird penalties you've had called Lance? Uh, here's a, here's one that this is, uh, I think, very unique to California only. And I'm not even sure if this rule is still in existence. And you guys got to kind of close your eyes and take yourself back a few years ago in like the might and the squirt times. And, and I don't know if you guys remember, but at least in our circle, the pucks, the practice, the warm up pucks before a game were the coveted things in the world. And coaches, if a puck went astray, Coaches used to send their players to get that very valuable piece of rubber back from the other team's side of the ice. And uh, 
Kaha implemented a rule uh, way back when that said that you could not cross the, the red line. And I remember being, Randy, if you can imagine, if you crossed the red line during warmups to retrieve your puck or any other reason, it was a two-minute penalty. And I remember being in discussion with coaches where there was grave concern about that. Like, oh, like, well, what happens if if our puck goes across? That, that's our puck. We need our puck. And I remember one of our coaches redesigned his warm-ups so that instead of passing the puck out to the guys heading towards the center ice, that everyone lined up and you went the opposite direction. So passes were going from center ice down low around the net, and then the guy would skate around just for the sole purpose of making sure that puck did not cross the red line and we lost it. Uh, that, that I've never heard of that penalty being called. Uh, Dave, have you? No, that's that's a new one on me. I can't um, can't wait to see some of the videos. Please send them to youthhockeypodcast at gmail.com. If anyone has seen someone get a penalty for crossing the red line to retrieve a puck. Yeah, it's crazy, but I don't yeah, even know if that's that, still a rule. They may have gotten I mean, rid the refs are usually um, I mean, some of them are trying to sober up depending on the time of the morning. Oh, they're maybe hitting that coffee a little harder than the average person. There are, there might be some flirtation going on with the cute girl. That's the timekeeper. I rarely see the refs paying too much attention. Once they've uh, put those nets on the peg. Can I, uh, the jugular. I know. Can I hit you at the opposite end of the spectrum? Sure. <laughs> uh, how about the twelve-year-old that is still uh, trying to get his Invisalign in while he's waiting for the, you know, because some right. of those uh, some of those refs are like like half the height of like you know of your tallest member, and they're like you know they they uh, just uh, have gotten out of uh, K through uh, six, and they are just barely making it, uh, uh, you know, above uh, you know the half wall. Uh, and they're skating, uh, skating around, getting ready to ref your son's game. That is funny. We've had those. We've had micro, yeah. micro ref. I remember micro ref. It's like you're so tiny. How can you call a penalty? Uh, and you know, I, I, how about you? Here's another rule that I don't think they ever call. I've never seen called yet. Is did you know that in 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 all the USA hockey games, you have to wear a, I guess up to a certain age, you have to wear a mouth guard. And I've never seen them call that. I've seen them send people to the bench, uh, especially this year, uh, by the way. I've seen people get sent to the bench to get a mouth guard. Oh, that's good. You know, it's for their protection. Yeah, no, I'm, I, I, you know, I think it's, I, I, there are some of these things, uh, you know, just because we don't understand a rule doesn't mean that there isn't a lot of sense behind it. Uh, but there are some rules that I think, you know, you look at and you go, uh, I don't get it still. You know, someone explains it to you three times and you still don't get it. Maybe, maybe uh, the the uh, the USA Hockey should take a look at those. Uh, but uh, but you know, there's no way around it. Uh, uh, there are some really weird penalties that get called in a youth hockey game. Uh, kids get sent off. I, I, how, what's the most you've ever seen sent off in a game, Lance? Uh, like honestly, to the showers. Uh, ooh, let's see here. Uh, I'm gonna say the most I've ever seen uh, eject. So you're saying ejected from yeah. the game? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to say I saw personally, I'm going to say at least eight. I'm going to go with eight. It may have been a little more, but eight, oh eight people. I saw Four seven. Each team. 
I saw seven in a box. Uh, uh, seven. Oh, okay. One side. West Ranch Hockey. There were seven kids in a box once. Seven West Ranch Hockey players were in the box. Seven. Oh, see, I saw four and four. But they were, <laughs> this wasn't in the no. box. They were in the box for about two minutes. And no, I got you. I, got, I, I like that. I know. I, 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 I simply wanted to move on to the most ridiculous. You had the most thrown out. I wanted to then uh, show you the boxes aren't big enough for seven people, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and yet the West Ranch High School team somehow managed to fit seven kids in a box. You know, by the way, Randy, that reminds you of another one. I bet you oh that, that our audience may not under know or understand. So if you're skating in a game and your team takes a penalty, uh, you you drop to now you're skating four on, on the other team's five, right? Yeah. Your team takes another penalty. It's now three on five. Does the audience know what happens when you take the third pe- consecutive penalty? Well, they tell John Alexander to please stop taking penalties and uh, <laughs> and escort him to the to the water. Uh, what, no, what happens, Lance? Well, the the third guy goes into the box, but his penalty doesn't officially start until uh, until somebody you, you can you can't skate with less than three people. So I did know if, that. I did know yeah, that. so if you have three guys in the box, one guy is going to serve an extra two minutes because he's got to wait till one of the other penalties expires and then his penalty starts. Coach, you ever been in the box uh, in a in a college game uh, with uh, with a lot of kids? Uh, ever ever personally uh, been? No, 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 okay, never never had that um, uh, personally, but um, I have seen. Uh, in fact, uh, my my kid was in a game. I think the weekend before last, and uh, I, I, I just wonder are uh, are refs sort of now um, taking the taking the tack that um, they're going to have a, a real short fuse because this this uh, this game took place in in Massachusetts. There was a little uh, you know it was one of the typical things that happens sort of around the net after after a uh, puck comes in and. Um, my son's team, I want to say they maybe had 15 players or 14 players on their roster. And uh, something happened. It didn't seem to be a whole lot of much. Um, there was some wrestling that occurred. A couple of kids, a helmet was pulled off. There might have been, you know, fisticuffs did not erupt. You know, what I would think, uh, real legitimate fighting. But yet uh, the ref immediately threw out. Uh, five players, three from our team and two from the other team. Um, so uh, I've seen this a couple times now where they just don't seem to have much tolerance for for this. And um, and kids are getting thrown out. And this is in the first uh, 14, 15 minutes of the game and uh, just kicked out five kids like and boom, boom, boom. Bye. We saw them leaving and we're like. Uh, what, what, you know, what's going on? Are they, is he sending them off till the, the ice cut or something? Nope. They were, they were all kicked out for fighting. So, uh, for the, our Swiss listeners, uh, that would mean uh, that sometimes uh, in America, uh, the, uh, hockey players get really angry at each other and they, they bump into each other and they start, um, you know, rumbling and, 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 uh, stumbling and, 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 uh, haymakers fly. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, well, just... it's called the sticking up for your teammates. Yeah. yeah just a little, just a little bit of fighting, a little bit of, uh, hit hitting stuff like that. For those of you in Switzerland may, might not understand that part of the game <laughs> in America. 
Oh boy. There's, I think I you can, know who that's saying. That. Oh, oh, oh man. Anybody in, in, in <laughs> it within the Swiss borders right now. And by the way, I hear Austrian hockey much better than Swiss. Oh, I mean, oh, oh, I didn't oh, I don't want to take a shot in, at anybody. I just hear that the Swiss cannot hold the jock strap of the Austrian player. <laughs> I believe there's a there's a there's a there's a phrase for that in Austrian. Digging and going yeah. further down it, is yeah, it, basically exactly. the, that translates to the Swiss cannot hold the jock strap of the average strapping Austria or Austrian youth. Right. This is this yeah. was the translation from, translation. I didn't from, know you were from so the original fluent. Beethoven Symphony. Well, but, it took a while, but you know, I I I become fairly fluent in most hockey <laughs> in, <laughs> in, in most in, in most slang, hockey slang. I've I've got a lot of it now. Uh, actually I pretty well do, but a lot of it's vulgar. And I, I don't well, I, I haven't heard you go to this, you know, to, to this degree of calling oh, yeah. out since you brought up the uh, Bears uh, uniforms. No, and, you have to. And you, you know, dig, yeah, no, you have to dig sometimes. Uh, you know what find, happened yeah. with those uniforms? Did they change them? <laughs> no. Oh, no, it's it's much worse for you, my friend. I hate to, I hate to even be the bear of this news. The bear. But on yeah, speaking of bears, yeah, on, on my hockey rankings, they had a little tournament uh, where people submitted their uniforms and people voted. And uh, you can take a guess which program came out as the national champion best uniform. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, okay. Somebody, check it out yourself. How many bots do, do they have? They must have a have a very good, uh, you know, social yeah, possibly media. Possibly somebody wrote yeah, some they, code. Yeah, they've got some social code. media people because those are the ugliest, <laughs> ugliest uniforms. Oh my god! Anyway, uh, it's good to know. It's good to know that that. But basically that the uh, bears are finding new ways uh, to promote themselves uh, in, in, uh, in, in places and in ways. There's, that... some, there's some good folks over there. Uh, the I agree. Bears. By the way, uh, good, you know, friends of one of the best uh, coaches in Southern California exists uh, in that program. I will absolutely agree. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just, uh, you know, might not, might not uh, end up coaching your kid. No, uh, even no, if he's maybe. Uh, oh, don't bring that him. up. Don't you dare bring that up. You <laughs> son of a bitch. Oh, oh, oh you're they, gonna dangled get that, they dangled that guy <laughs> right in front of us like a fucking lure. They're like, they dangled him. They're like, no, he'll be your coach. No, really, all year. No, 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 really. <laughs> Two weeks. Oh, man, look what you started, Dave. Two weeks. Well, at least yeah. we didn't have to wear those uniforms, okay? So at least, I mean, you know, it wasn't. It at, wasn't at least at least he, the statement came out that, yeah, he's not going to come back. It wasn't like the coach we had where he just disappeared at the end of the year. And oh. uh, I, I saw a picture of him on a milk bot, milk carton. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, what, is that our coach? What, the FBI is, is still looking for your coach from that year, Raleigh. <laughs> I love that fact. Yeah. There was one coach that for uh, Ralston's kid that was like, literally, the FBI is still looking for that guy. He's just gone. He's he's gone. Uh, we, we know where he is. He oh good. He well, he reappeared in the collegiate ranks as a collegiate coach. But anyway. oh, good for him. Good for him. Well, anyway, uh, gentlemen and uh, and all the listeners out there, thank you for listening to episode five. We really appreciate it. If you would like to get in your comments, please email the Youth Hockey Podcast at youthhockeypodcast at gmail.com. Youthhockeypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, drop the drop the puck. Get 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 another week in the books, guys, and make sure that uh, everybody's safe and happy out there on the way there and the way home. Thank you for listening. Wow, 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 wow. 
Remember to visit Gabe Gifford Hockey. The link is in the description and the webpage below.